Nice. Maybe the dingo ate your baby. Dang, look at that. Yep. Kicking off with some fresh sound effects with Mr. DJ Marcus Wing for this week's episode of the Heavy Checklist Podcast. Guys, welcome back. Hopefully you are enjoying the show so far. Uh, it's been a, an interesting uh, few weeks as we've kind of uh, had a lot of stuff going on. We've missed a couple of opportunities to record, and then we actually ended up having some surprise opportunities to record. So uh, thank you for bearing with us as you know our schedules kind of adapted and evolved. We are getting back to a more regular schedule now, um, so hopefully we can continue to deliver content for you guys regularly. Just so you know, we film the pod or we record this podcast pretty much every Wednesday night, and then it gets edited and released sometime around Monday, Tuesday morning, right, Marcus? Yep. Uh, and obviously, uh, the individual who I was just talking to, if you've never heard the podcast before, that is Marcus Wing, a uh, longtime best friend of mine and audio extraordinaire. Uh, Marcus is the man behind the audio, the computer, the mixer, the microphones, everything that it requires to sound good. That's your dude right there. There it is. DJ. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I actually did forget to introduce myself because I just assumed that if you're listening to this, you probably know who I am. But uh, my name is Dave Sparks. People call me Heavy D. I am on the Discovery Channel show Diesel Brothers. I am a social media personality, influencer, whatever you want to call it. I'm a business owner. I am a dad. I am a husband. I am a guy who likes trucks and anything with a motor. And, uh, I'm into making myself a better person, which is obviously why we do the podcast. So that's who I am. Uh, our other co-host is Mr. Kenny Thompson. Oh, there it okay. is. There it is. Wait. Oh, I'm Batman? You are Batman. Yes. I just made my day. That's pretty sweet. Uh, Solid. Ken- Kenny is a long time, again, best friend of mine. Um, that's what I think some people who listen to the podcast don't fully understand what the layout is here. This started as a couple of guys sitting around talking about stuff that was cool, stuff that we believe in, stuff that uh, you know was interesting or intriguing to us, and we we're like, well, we should record this because there's there's probably some good that can come from it, and we want to share experiences that we've had and lessons that we've learned that have helped make us better people. The, the, you know, the things that we're teaching you here have made us better dads, better husbands, um, better businessmen. We've made us way more money in our careers. Um, everybody at this table is somebody who's been wildly successful in some aspect of their life. Uh, you know, DJ Marcus wing is a huge event DJ. Like this guy puts together massive events and people also bring him in to manage their events. So if somebody needs like audio at a big marathon or a color run or whatever it is, he's the guy that gets everybody amped up, keeps the music uh, pumping. I mean, you do full like concerts and stuff too, right? We've done some, some of our biggest and most notable probably being Macklemore. Yeah. You know, that's a big, a big show. And so. that was like in Macklemore's heyday too, right? That was right when, uh, I think thrift it was shop. Uh, that thrift shop yeah. song had come out. Yeah. Big uh, one. That was a great, like that was, that's a big deal. Um, obviously Kenny real estate, uh, guru, um, Kenny does all sorts of different real estate projects. Uh, his primary focus, which, I feel like it's always shifting a little bit with the market, but I think it's um, either fix and flip homes in the commercial market or in the residential market or fix and hold rental properties. Yeah, I mean, our main focus right now is income producing properties. So commercial, multifamily apartments, and then lots of single family homes. So we have some new exciting goals. Now that real estate is becoming a little bit harder to get your hands on and inventory is low, you're kind of changing your business model to be like, well, we probably shouldn't sell it. Let's hang on to it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. We're holding everything we can. We, 
have uh, 17 doors we picked up last week and we don't plan to sell any of them. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we will get into a, a little bit more real estate related stuff in some future podcasts because I know there's a lot of you listeners who, you know, hey, if, whether you're just buying your first home or you're somebody who's trying to buy, you know, some income producing rental properties or whatever, uh, like that's, that's Kenny's, that's what he does. And people from all over the country know Kenny uh, for that very reason. And they come to him because he's pretty much, you're one of the experts nationwide. So, um, outside of that, we have a very special guest tonight. Um, longtime friend and also somebody who makes us feel really good, not just like mentally and not just good about ourselves, but this man is also one of the best massage therapists I've ever had in my entire life. Mr. Mike Olson, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. So, uh, Mike is, not only our massage therapist. I mean, he works on Kenny and I a lot. Um, and don't think, you know, the, your standard like lotion wipe massage, like this isn't some like Sago Lily go in and listen to like some, some Chinese music and feel good for 30 some minutes. Wind like chimes. But if you need that, he will do we, it. We, we can do that. Mike, yes. Mike will do whatever you specialty. need. Yeah. But what Mike does best is he hurts you. <laughs> but it's a, it's a good kind of pain, right? Like Mike, Mike can go in and massage my lower back from my stomach. And it's a it's weird true. feeling, but I'm like, I hate this. I hate this. I, that, now it feels good. Yeah. I mean, the name of his company is Corrective Techniques. I mean, he's constantly correcting, like whether we're, you know, leaning over the table and our shoulders are shrugged all the time or your phone. And he's always helping me pull them back, stretch them out, right. correct that, you know, keep good posture and lengthen the muscles here or strength, you know, shorten them there, you know, to do the different things that only guys like him would really know that's affecting you negatively or that could cause pain down the road. So he's like this ultimate pit stop to stay healthy, uh, not just physically, but mentally too. Yeah. That's why we're having Mike on the show uh, tonight because uh, the main reason we want to talk uh, or the main you know thing that we want to talk to Mike about tonight is not actually physical, but it's mental because not only is Mike uh, a tremendous therapist and trainer and, you know, dietitian and whatever else he's got going on. He's also uh, a hypnotist. Uh, Mike knows how to hypnotize people for therapeutic purposes. So whether you're trying to quit smoking or, you know, whatever that bad habit is, there is actually therapy that they can use hip, you know, hip, uh, hypnosis on you to kind of reprogram your subconscious. So what we're going to do, I know that some of you listeners may not fully understand what hypnosis is because yeah, Dave, wait a minute, explain what you just said. Cause that sounded crazy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, when they hear <laughs> hypnotherapy, they, or when they hear th- hypnosis, they think of the crazy guy with the yeah, stopwatch, birthday, birthday parties. Like, yeah. uh, I remember turning uh, you into LLC. Seventh, seventh or eighth grade, junior high, there was always a hypnotist that came and hi- hypnotized the whole class. And I remember watching kids get up and do crazy things. And that's what most people think hypnotherapy is. They think like, it's just a, it's just a diversion. It's just something that people are doing as a gimmick or it's a hoax. So I think most people, when they hear it, they think either it is a hoax or it's just sheer entertainment. It or may. it's Ronnie Wright doing it on the houseboat, <laughs> getting my wife to eat uh, guacamole. Oh, you know? he did. Yeah. Really? We, we had a yeah. good friend who started dabbling this. Uh, <laughs> what? Dang, how old was he? He had to be young. He must have been 22. 22. He started learning hypnosis online, and uh, he actually became decent at it. Uh, he learned some of the I techniques. I didn't believe until my wife ate that guacamole, because she hates guacamole. Yeah, and just gobbled it right up. Yeah. So the unique thing about hypnosis is there's no black magic to it. There's no like voodoo spell that you're being cast under. I think every, like, like I want you listeners to like shake that from your like thoughts right now. If you think that that's what hypnosis is, 
just give us a shot to explain to you what it really is because tonight's episode is going to be all about explaining to you it's basically the power of suggestion it's it's the ability to convince uh, other people and convince yourself to do things that you wouldn't normally do um, but you're not doing it against your will so uh, you know people think that when you get hypnotized you're doing things that you would never really do it's not true I've been hypnotized before and the guy was asking me to do things and I remember being fully hypnotized, but I also remember very clearly I just had no reason not to do what he was asking me to do. And it, the, my, the, the one that I went to before was a, you know, more of an entertainment thing down in Vegas. Uh, it was like a family show, whatever. And, uh, the guy got like 10 of us up on stage and I, I was in the audience and I genuinely, genuinely wanted to try to get hypnotized at the time. I, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'll try anything. So I sat there in the crowd and next thing you know, he's like, hey, you, why don't you come up on stage? I look at my wife. I'm like, why is he choosing me? Like, I'm not hypnotized. And uh, I get up on stage and he had us do a series of like kind of goofy things that you might feel a little uncomfortable doing in front of a you know a huge crowd of people that you've never met before. Nope. I was just ready for whatever he had to tell you me to clucking do. clucking like a chicken? I was clucking like a chicken, dude. I had like a, he gave me some inflatable uh, doll that I was supposed to like go on a date with. Went on a date with her on stage in front of everybody. Was Ashley jealous? It felt natural. Ashley in the audience did feel kind of uncomfortable. She didn't like seeing that side of me because I was acting what appeared to be kind of like a fool in front of that many people. Um, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't mad, but she was just. She was like, "Oh," because I'm kind of like, I'm. I, I, I'm a little bit of an introvert sometimes in big crowd settings around strangers. Like I don't necessarily need to be the center of attention, but apparently I was. But I remember it all very clearly. And like I said, I just remember everything he was saying just seemed to make a lot of sense to me. And I just, you know, I had no reason not to do what he was telling me to do. So it was more like, uh, you know, in the back of my head, I'm not, I'm not hypnotized, but why, why wouldn't I do this? It's not a big deal. But looking back at the stuff I did, I'm like, no, that's not normal. I don't think I would have done that in normal circumstances. So that's the, uh, that's kind of my experience with it. I've had other experiences. Um, after that, after I went to that guy's show, Mark, Mark Shavard, maybe Mark Savard, Mark Savard, I think was his name. Um, he had a whole, you know, hypnotherapy, like pack, like a DVD you could buy. I bought it, went home and started every day at lunch. I'd go home and do his little hypnotherapy thing. And he had one on confidence. He had one on wealth. He had one on success. He had one on all these different themes and things that you were trying to get better at. So I would do it. It was like a little 30 minute thing. And, uh, I used to hypnotize myself at lunchtime, listening to his little, um, his little program in my headphones. I'd lay down and I would do it. And more or less to me, it kind of felt like a little 30 minute nap every day. I wouldn't fall asleep, but I definitely wasn't awake. I was just kind of in this weird state of like, yeah, being totally open to whatever was, was, was being said to me. Yeah, so the body's asleep, but the mind's awake pretty much. Right. Yep. So Mike, I'm going to ask you a series of questions to help you kind of, uh, explain to the listeners, um, yeah. what, what we're talking about, what the, I want you guys as the listeners to know is, um, Mike thinks Mike's a deep thinker <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, he's going to probably have a tendency to say big things that maybe you've never heard before. So I'm going to do my best to keep us on track and make sure that I'm dumbing it down. Keep Not, it at Marcus wing. Hey, well, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, like man. guys like Marcus and I need to be able to understand. <laughs> I know there's got a lot of guys like us listening who don't necessarily have any knowledge or understanding. So if I'm being overly simple, just bear with me because that's just me trying to make sure that everybody's catching up. Because if you don't like, this is one of those things where if you miss part of it at the beginning, it's you may miss something that was critically important for you to be able to get the full experience later on. So I don't want you to miss any of these steps along the way. So that's what we're going to do. So Mike, what is hypnosis? 
Uh, well, basically, all hypnosis is is the mental states of mind that we go through naturally between being fully conscious and being asleep. So, I mean, it's nothing that we haven't experienced before, and that's the one of the big myths is, okay, somebody's going to come take control of me, this, that, whatever. And so there's this fear that, that gets caught up into it. But that's not really what it is. All hypnosis is really self-hypnosis. And when I start talking about being like conscious, conscious is like being in the zone, right? So you have your focus or your intelligence, whatever you want to call it, that if you go into a state of imagination, you're automatically putting yourself in a state of trance. If you have to go back into your memory to think of your favorite color, you're putting yourself into a state of trance. So explain to them what trance is. Trance is basically, uh, trance is just a state of hypnosis. And all, all trance and hypnosis is basically interchangeable as far as the, the verbiage. Uh, with the only exception of you can still be asleep and be in trance. Hmm. So all states of trance are hypnosis, but not all state of hypnosis are trance. So in order for to be hypnotized, you have to be awake on some level. So hold on, back up. Trance is sleep? Yes, you can be, uh, trance is a, uh, sleep is a state of trance. It's a stage of hypnosis. And sleep, uh, will that apply to both your brain and your body? Or are we talking separating those two? When, when I start talking about uh, hypnosis, I start wor- talking about the mind, right? Okay. So basically, I mean, regardless of whatever anybody's, religion or personal beliefs are. Uh, Dennis Parker, the guy who trained me, he, he described it as this. He says, there's something that is inside of us that animates us, right? It's there when we're alive. It helps us move. And it's not there when we're die. Consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it. But inside that consciousness is your focus or your intelligence. And it directs your thoughts. It's the part of us that does the thinking, Right. So when we start talking about the mind, we're not necessarily talking about the brain. The mind, you can call it spirit, you can call it energy, you can call it consciousness, whatever. When we're talking about the mind, we're not really talking about the brain. The mind feels things emotionally, the brain feels things physically, or the body feels things physically, and the brain just transmits the signal back and forth. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as far as conscious, subconscious goes, you have your conscious mind, you have your subconscious mind. One of the analogies I've, I've heard is your mind is like an iceberg. So your conscious mind is the 10% of the iceberg you see floating above the water. Your subconscious mind is the 90% that's floating underneath, right? So that's where the big mass is. Conscious mind is your logical analytical mind. That's one plus one equals two. That's stuff that you can actually be aware of. Yeah. So that, that's the conscious mind. Conscious mind is actually the, the driver. And then you have the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is where your imagination, your memories, and your emotions lie. So in order to have something affect you emotionally, you have to have some state of trance come upon you. Real question, uh, real quick question. I don't know if this is, this may be a little off topic, but it's something that uh, I can't remember where I heard it, but I heard it recently. What do you think is more powerful, a thought or a feeling? Hmm, well... Uh, I guess standard psychology kind of says you think it, you feel it, you do it. So we all behave based off of our emotion, right? Everything we're doing is for a feeling. Right. Right. So we're either doing something because of the reward that we're going to get for doing that, or we don't like what we're feeling and we're looking to escape that. 
Yeah. Okay. So, but the thoughts are what's driving the emotions. So I heard a, I heard a quote recently that kind of like stopped me in my tracks and I really had to like sit and think about it and figure out whether it was true or how it applied to me. It was very deep. I'm going to read it for you. Um, it says, thoughts are the shadows of our feelings, always darker, emptier, and simpler. And I started thinking about that and I'm like, okay, hold on. A thought, is that something that happens after a feeling? Meaning a feeling is something that obviously they say it's a feeling for a reason. You can Mm -hmm. literally feel it in your heart. It's something that transforms like your whole physiology. Can a thought have that big of an impact on you? Or is it like this quote says, is it something that's more simple? I've thought about that. Uh, I, I think it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. What affects one affects the other, right? Because if you're feeling angry, you're behaving angry right? Mm-hmm. We're all behaving and making choices based off the emotion that we're currently feeling. Right. Right. Uh, however, like, again, the mind feels things emotionally, body feels things physically. So if somebody comes up and slaps you in the face, it's going to have that feeling, right? And that wasn't your choice for somebody to come slap you in the face. Right. But you, at some point, get a say as far as how you're going to respond to that. Right. Right. So at what point are you, are you, reacting out of the emotion or are you controlling the emotion and then directing the emotion? So that was something we talked about is do your thoughts control your emotions or your feelings or do your feelings control your thoughts? And it was interesting to hear this because your analogy of being slapped in the face, um, I overheard somebody talking about this and they said, look, I was always raised that if you tell yourself, you're, you know, you tell yourself positive things, right? You're thinking good thoughts then your body believes it. If you say, you know, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, you know, and it allows you to continue to build on that, right? That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. But then people who are stressed way out and they're sitting there telling themselves, oh, I'm not stressed out, I'm not stressed out, and they're not dealing with it, right? Slowly you become affected by that. So in, in other words, like if someone was sawing your arm off and you're saying like, oh, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt. I mean, there's there eventually you have to address the situation and your thoughts can control the outcome of how you choose to react that can affect your emotions. So if you can be consciously aware of what somebody's saying to you, and then you can decide how that's going to, should I personalize this? What does that say about me? Or you're able to direct it and say, huh, well, maybe that's their issue or whatever, but, or you can just react and freak out. Right. And so it was a thought first that like, Oh, they're saying these bad things about me. And then you freak out, get mad, get angry, get sad. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. With that, that's where you come down. You have a stimulus. So a stimulus is given to you. Now your reaction and your feelings are going to pretty much change depending upon your experience and your beliefs. So let's say that it's, it's snowing outside right? Consciously, everybody knows when, if I'm going to go outside, they see that it's snowing, I'm going to need to put a jacket on, right? I'm going to need to put a jacket on to stay warm and dry. Subconsciously, that, that uh, snow can cause different emotions. So somebody can love the snow and have a great day. Somebody can hate the snow and have a bad day. It doesn't change what the stimulus is. It changes their response and changes their emotion. So, and that would depend on their experience and their belief system that's been caught up. So, or brought up, excuse me. With hypnosis, you can change people's belief system. Yes, if, if they want to. 
if they want to. All, which all I, hypnosis is self-hypnosis. I believe most people do want to be happier. They do want yeah. to be more successful. And so if you're providing them with a roadmap or a strategy on how to do that, they're probably going to be into it. Unless it's somebody who, you know, I think the reasons, well, let me ask you, for what reasons would somebody not be able to be hypnotized? Uh, they don't want to, uh-huh. first, first and foremost. Uh, or uh, there are some people that are just a little more challenging for that. I think the statistics are something like 15 to 20% of the people are a little more challenging Is uh, that than just others. the way that they're wired? Yeah, some people are just more analytical. Okay. And they're just more, the more, the more conscious you are, the further away you are from emotion, right? So the more analytical you are, the less emotional you're going to be. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have somebody who's, they're just really, really logical, they're difficult to get into a state of, of emotion a lot of times. They're, they're really difficult to, to watch, go and watch movies and be affected by, you know, the, the tearjerker movies. Right. They'll just sit there and analyze the plot and this, that, whatever. And that's the same type of person who is hard to hypnotize. Yeah. Okay, so... It's not that they can't. It's, right. it's just not their natural, uh, you know... You have to basically get them to let their guard down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because they're, they're usually people more about control. Right. And you not cry during the notebook. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Like, if you cry during the notebook, you're easily hypnotized? Yeah. Well, how yeah, can you not cry during right. the notebook? I haven't watched the movie. I, I mean, it's a good point, though. Because what made you think if, of it? If you can get carried away... Because people say that's an emotional movie. That's the thing. If you can get carried away in a setting like that where yeah. it's not real but you're letting your, your imagination and your body and your feelings go there, well, then hell, you'd probably allow yourself to go there in other ways, meaning somebody hypnotizing you and, and triggering certain feelings and emotions. So I think there is probably a lot of truth to that, even though it sounds kind of goofy. If you're a person who, who can feel things like more easily than others, then you're more likely be able to be successful at, hypnoti- at being hypnotized. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and again, if, if you're watching a movie, Right, and you're getting into the movie. You're getting into a, you know, what we call the somnambulistic state. Would you so, say a what somnambulistic state? There's, it's one of the states of trance. So that's a made up word, then, or is that a real word? All, all, all words are made up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. But uh, it's, it's uh, just one of the states that uh, it's it's where we work with. There's there's different states of trance that we we go off of. And so you can do different things in different levels. This is one of the reasons why people have different experiences with hypnotherapy because they're able to go down to different uh, states of trance or different states of hypnosis. Can hypnosis um, release dopamine or serotonin? Absolutely. Like more than you would normally experience? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what dopamine? dopamine? Dopamine and serotonin are the chemicals that your brain releases that make you feel good. Anytime you feel good or happy or enjoy something... Or feel like that euphoria or adrenaline. Or adrenaline <laughs> yep. That's dopamine and serotonin. So people who have depression usually have some sort of issue. Lack of it or what? Lack of, yep. of serotonin. Their brain either can't produce it or they, they be, their dopamine receptors become a little bit like numb to it. So it's, it's a chemical. It's actually a, like a chemical. Are they the same thing? Dopamine uh, and no. serotonin. So, so they do no. different things? Different, yeah. different chemicals. Basically, that's, what, it's a, that's why they call dope dope. Because it releases dopamine. L-dopa. So like after you work out and you get that like after workout, like, oh, I feel so good. Those are wonderful, beautiful chemicals releasing in your body. And if you aren't working out and you get stressed out and everything else, 
there's times that your adrenaline or your serotonin or you know different chemicals will either release way too much just randomly and then you see people have like emotional breakdowns or it won't release when it's supposed to so then they're not reactive and they're confused why so there's a lot of things that you know kind of go into that and tie into it that's diet exercise their emotional state or Dude, sometimes chemically imbalanced dopamine and serotonin are the reason why you enjoy motorcycles yes the feeling you get when you're on your bike and just loving it it's your brain releasing that chemical and your body's like, hell yeah, I want more of that. And that's why you do more of it and you go after it. Dude, it's, I've been learning a lot about it recently and it's pretty damn interesting how like uh, physical of a thing it really is. It's not just thoughts and feelings and emotions and magic happening in your head. It's like your body's like, yeah, I like that. Bam, here's some more of, of that chemical you like and you're, you're, you're enjoying it. So it's definitely very interesting. The reason I ask that is because I think there are a lot of people who struggle with uh, depression. They, st- they struggle with what makes them happy and they're not sure sometimes what makes them happy, but anytime you do get a hit of dopamine or a hit of serotonin, oh, yeah. then you are feeling good. And so it's curious to think that, you know, you could potentially use this to help people break that state of sadness. Well, exactly. I mean, uh, in fact, that's one of the reasons why I, I found myself getting into uh, hypnotherapy is because I, I struggle with depression. Yeah. And learning how to direct myself and understanding, okay, thinking this makes me feel this. Right. Right? So this is where, yeah, a a situation can occur, but what's my belief about a situation? Right? If my belief is, okay, I can't live without this person because the relationship is over, what are you telling yourself? I can't live without this person. This becomes your programming to your subconscious mind. Right? Right? Versus, yeah, it sucks, I love that person, but I'm gonna find something better, then you're gonna feel differently about the same situation. Right. So what you tell yourself, that self-talk is huge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And that's one thing that I think hypnosis helps you become aware of. Exactly. I've become more aware of my own self-talk. I mean, I feel like I'm becoming more aware every single day, and this this is a transformation that started happening 10 years ago, but I start focusing on what I'm thinking about. Like, I actually physically take a second to be like, hold on, what did I just spend the last 30 minutes thinking about? And I'll go back and figure out whether it was good, bad, or, or whatever. But I'll, every single time, 100% of the time, when I'm thinking about something that is potentially stressful or negative or whatever, I'm in a horrible mood. Mm-hmm. I'm in a terrible, nasty, sad, depressed, non-driven mood. Yeah. And when I go back and I look at... Um, moments where I felt really happy and motivated, I go back and think about what I was thinking about. And I was thinking about things that were like, you know, making me feel that way, like, like directly experiencing thoughts and emotions. I was turning my thoughts basically into emotions. I explained this, uh, when did I explain this? And I think our last podcast with the producers of our show, when I went and landed the backflip in the Brodozer, before I ever yes. did it, I sat in the truck and I literally got like the butterflies in my stomach and the, the, like the, 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 the desire to cheer as if I had already landed the backflip. But I was trying to convince myself and feel how I was going to feel after I'd landed the backflip. And I did. I got to the point before I even drove the truck into that freaking stadium, I was experiencing the joy and the happiness that I would experience as soon as I landed the backflip. And then what that did, somehow, some way, rewired things in my brain, body, universe, whatever. I went out there and nailed it, and it did exactly what I hoped it would do. Before I did... I landed the backflip. I remember thinking about like, what did I think about at previous events? 
I allowed my 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 kind of heart to get up in my throat a little bit, my stomach up. You know, I, yeah. you get that really tight, tense feeling, and you get like that nervous. I'm anxious. I just want to go out there. And you know, I've noticed a lot of guys will listen to like real pump up, loud, crazy music mm-hmm. when they get ready to go do something like that. I don't want those feelings. I want to be mellow, relaxed. Because anytime I do get myself too amped up, I lose the ability to control my thoughts and I go out there and I don't do as well as I could. Mm-hmm. And so looking back at all my failed backflip attempts is because I was worrying about like, I really hope I don't fail this time. I really hope I don't fail. And all the universe heard was, I'm going to fail this time. Yeah. I'm going to fail this time. And you can't believe in yourself and have fear at the same time. Right. And that's why rather than trying to convince myself that I was capable of doing it, I just, I just went all the way to the finish line and said, I'm just going to feel how I know I'm going to feel when I land it. And that's when everything else just fell into place. Yeah. So I didn't have to try to convince myself. I didn't have to think through the process. I, I literally shortcutted to the finish line and made those emotions real inside of me and everything else just happened. It's a pretty yeah. incredible thing. And if anybody who's listening, I would suggest that you do that. Um, and this is a little bit outside hypnosis. We're just going to touch on this for a second. But if there's something that you're experiencing in your life, whether it be something that you want to accomplish or you know something that you're going after, um, Take a second, sit down, find somewhere where you can be by yourself. And, you know, this is going to take a little bit of like convincing of your own brain to be able to make this happen. I'm going to give you an example. Um, If you're listening to this and you want to own a new truck, but you don't quite have the means to buy that truck yet, all right? You don't have the bank loan or the money or the down payment, whatever it is. Um, But you're trying to figure out a way to buy that new truck. I want you to sit down in your current vehicle. If you don't have a vehicle, go to your couch, close your eyes, put your hands out, put them on the steering wheel and literally picture what like that you're not where you're at. Basically picture that perfect truck. And so try not to think about too many details. Don't think like, well, where did I buy it? How did I buy it? How long have I had it? Don't worry about that stuff. Picture more the visual things. What color is it? How does this leather feel? What song could, would I turn to my radio on the, the, you know, the first song in this truck? And you're going to get to the point where you're starting to feel like, damn, this feels good. Like this is, this is why I want this truck. Take that and amplify it. Continue to ride that little uh, wave of feeling good and experiencing that moment. And keep in mind, you're in your own old vehicle or you're on your couch right now. So you can take yourself, you can transport yourself to a completely different place and sit there and just relish in that moment for as long as you can. Literally get the like the excitement, the butterflies in your stomach, the pump. Like if you want to fist pump and smile and laugh, I've done that before when I felt a way that I wanted to feel, even though I hadn't even accomplished my goal yet. And there's a lot of power in that, like a lot of freaking power. And you'll find that the more often you do that, the much, much, much more quickly you're going to get. What exactly what you want. I told you guys this when I, when I wanted to fly a helicopter back in 2009, when there was no way in hell I could have ever bought a helicopter ever. Like they're super expensive. I used to drive down the road. I'd put one hand on my left side, one hand um, on the steering wheel, but I would, I would get basically kind of like zone out and days out and basically pretend like I was running the controls as if I was in a helicopter, but I was just in my truck driving down the road. And I would do that every single day. I'd experience it. And I'd get that like rush of feeling like I actually owned a helicopter. I mean, kind of sounds like a crazy person in his car doing crazy things, but I'm telling you right now. Did you get in any kind of accidents doing that? Never gotten I mean, any sort You of, said you had your eyes closed. No, in the, in the, in the car, the I, just, I would zone out. I'd okay. like, you know, those things where you get home after you've you driven no 10 idea. miles. You got there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, dude, I have three helicopters now 
And I don't know how I did it, to be honest with you. I just know that I really wanted them and I felt that emotion. And my brain and body and universe all kind of got together on the back end and figured out how to make it happen. And it just happened before I even knew it. So um, I feel like that is a form of uh, probably self-hypnosis. It is. Because you're detaching yourself from thoughts. Visualization, all that kind of stuff, that is self-hypnosis. And so when you're going and doing that, you are programming your subconscious mind to what you want. When you have somebody who's depressed, they're programming themselves to what they don't want. Yeah. Let's preface this before I get too excited and carried away because I'm so excited to talk about this. <laughs> I love this. Um, Just so everybody knows, Kenny's been sitting back in his chair like fist yeah, pumping for yeah. yes. 10 minutes because this is something you introduced me to, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So it, it, it like rings true to my core. It's one of my favorite things, but let's preface this real quick. If you have a chemical imbalance, depression, um, you know, and a lifestyle, cha- I mean, sorry, um, a livelihood challenge, life obstacles, real depression, this may not work. I don't want to say that, you know, this cures everything. I mean, we're not doctors here. Okay. And we are very, very sensitive to what you're going through. And so don't think, um, that me ready to get excited and tell you how you can accomplish anything with, you know, just your mind. And I believe it in my case, but we all have different, you know, ailments that affect us in life. And you can't tell a diabetic, just pretend you're not diabetic. And so we're not suggesting that, but for those of you who want to believe that you 100% can accomplish certain things by believing it. Um, exactly what Dave said. But to take people who maybe are a little analytical and kind of maybe not sure that they go to that extreme, one of the things that I heard that has helped a couple of my friends that they think I'm crazy sometimes when I get super into my belief system, uh, what if you start off with, is it possible? Is it possible? Well, I guess, sure, anything's possible. You don't have to get too granular into the, like Dave suggested, you know, where are you going to buy it and, uh, you know, how am I going to afford it or finance it? Just start believing that it might be possible and then build on that and go from there. But you kind of got to open that door a little bit if it isn't open for you naturally. But okay, going back to building on what Dave was saying, (laughs) um, for me, we just had a conversation recently in terms of, you know, goals and business, lifestyle, livelihood, and visual um, experiences that I've had. And I've been meditating. I got introduced to this like six months ago and it has deeply affected my life. Um, because you can catch yourself being caught up running businesses, having employees needs, demands, and, and other things that all of a sudden you're just reacting. Your day just becomes controlled by other outside circumstances. Um, but if you can stop, be present portray in your mind the things that you want, that you want to accomplish and believe in them. Like Dave said, I have found for me, writing it down is very beneficial. Um, being as detailed as possible. Like he said, listening to music, but there's been, I don't know how many times in the last couple weeks specifically, which is why I love, we didn't, I didn't know we were going to talk about this tonight, but I'm so happy we did because I've talked about it the last two or three days, um, with the people I work with. And I've actually asked them, to send me messages on how our meditation and yoga retreat uh, has affected their life over the last week. And the messages have been truly inspirational. I mean, people talking about how they they're getting up early, excited for their day and that they plan it out in their meditation. I mean, before the meditation or after with a clear mind and they have all the energy to do it and how that energy builds on itself. Like if you've been excited to do something, um, 
I'll, I'll never forget Dave and I, you know, we grew up riding motorcycle stuff. Marcus too. Uh, he had a motorcycle that was broken and you could never stop him from riding this. Just like me. If I was at a gas, I walked to a gas station and get gas. Like you weren't going to stop us. If they were broken, we found a way to fix them to the extent that Dave used like sprinkler parts to fix his motorcycle. Where there's a will, there's a way and you'll always find a way. If you're passionately um, driven to do it and you, you're able to build on that. I mean, it, it can be the most life-changing uh, you know, belief system. These things that we're talking about here have affected our lives. And so you can listen to different YouTubes of suggestion, uh, hypnosis and ways to believe in yourself. You can have guys like Mike in your life, but I'm excited to hear what Mike has to say because he has affected my life so much um, by doing what he likes to call, what is it, suggested? Suggestion? Suggestive? Uh, it, it, it depends. Uh, there's suggestion hypnotherapy, there's clinical hypnotherapy, there's mind management. Uh, those are kind of the three big ones. Uh, if you're looking up a, a YouTube video or anything like that, that's all suggestion hypnotherapy. They're telling you all positive affirmations, trying to direct you to what you want. Uh, then there's clinical hypnotherapy or parts therapy or regression therapy. What do you do? A uh, little bit of mix of it, but uh, the one that I find is the most beneficial is the clinical stuff where we actually go down and we find out what your belief system is and what your thinking error is where you're sabotaging yourself. Do you get that? Sabotage, I'm thinking of the Beastie Boys. When I think of hypnotize, I'm thinking of a notorious B.I.G. So it, it, it's like people... When and they, whenever you're saying trance, like I have this trance track that's yeah, just like yeah. going in my head. It's <laughs> auditory, huh? Yeah. So that's good though, because yeah. I feel like Marcus would be easily, not easily, but I feel like you're somebody who would take well to hypnosis. If you, 10 years ago, I'd say no way. When Ronnie was doing it on top of the houseboat, you would have never done it because you didn't take <laughs> it serious. Could. But you've, I'm seeing a new side of you that I've never seen before, which is like, I genuinely am interested in, in things that I haven't been interested in before. That's part of growing up. Like we're all this, we're all going through that. But I feel like, in fact, for the listeners, I'm going to give you a little teaser here. Uh, Mike is going to do some hypnosis on us here um, in a bit, and it's also going to be tailored towards you as the listener. So we're going to give you an opportunity to maybe experience those same feelings, and it may or may not work depending on the setting, but um, he's going to be basically talking to us and doing the hypnosis process so you can follow along. So I'm excited to see how you respond to that, Marcus, because it is like a person like you who's very visual and very like auditory when you hear things. And they trigger you and they make you feel a certain way. Like, why does the bro him get you so pumped up? Yeah, there you go. Nice. See, how you, that just put me in a great mood. Like, even just a little clip of that song. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I'm the same way. When I hear things that I like, I'm able to, like, instantly trigger that into a good feeling. So, Mike, getting back on track. The purpose of tonight is to help uh, somebody who has a very limited understanding of hypnosis understand the benefits of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there are tremendous health benefits to hypnosis. Uh, there's tremendous, um, like even with your job or your career or your family life or relationship, like hypnosis can really apply to pretty much anything that you are trying to work towards because all it is, is just helping yourself more clearly picture, visualize, feel, and understand what it is that you really want rather than what you feel like you deserve or what you feel like you've been taught that you deserve or you like, you know, like you said, you're breaking those belief systems because yeah. believe it or not, all the things we believe aren't always good. 
Like they're, they're yeah. not like, they're, like <laughs> what do you always used to call it? Kenny stinking thinking. It's stinking thinking. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's wild. There's so much of it that we do that we allow to kind of happen on like the subconscious side of our, of our, of our, you know, brains that it's not healthy. Well, and a lot of it is just not being aware of what it is. Right. Because it happens so fast, right? And then the higher your emotions are, the faster you're thinking. Faster you're thinking, the harder it is to focus and figure out what is actually causing. For example, that's why it's so hard to reason with somebody in an argument when they're getting emotional. Well, uh, there's eight rules that govern the mind. And my favorite one says that when it comes to the mind, imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Yeah. Okay. When you're dealing with somebody, the more emotional that you are, or they are, either or, uh, the more in a state of imagination they are. And they're more set into what this emotion is and what this emotion is saying. And then anything you say to them, logically, will get bounced out. Yeah. They'll reject it. Yep. Right? And so when somebody's rejecting something like that, you're not dealing with somebody who's logical. The more emotional somebody is, the less logical they are. Well, that's why they have the saying, unemotional buy. Yeah, somebody painted a beautiful picture of somebody out on a lake and all these things, you know, and sold them a boat. And logically, they knew they probably couldn't afford it, whatever the circumstances is. But you always hear these like, oh, yeah, that was an emotional buy. Well, you're explaining it. buy, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, all sales and advertising is based off concepts for hypnotherapy. The minute you can get somebody in a state of imagination, the minute you can put a picture in their head, the minute they're following your suggestions. That shit happens to me all the time. (laughs) And so when that happens... (laughs) He's resisting being subject to uh, suggestion. Wait, what? I'm just saying, like, when I get the picture painted, man, I'm bye, bye, bye. You know what I mean? Right. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, think think of how many advertisers start off with, imagine this, picture this. Yeah. Put an image in somebody's head. The minute you get that image in their head, the minute you start feeding that, the minute they're following your suggestions, they're seeing the storyline that you're wanting to project. All right. Paint a storyline for us. Paint a picture for us. Paint a picture for you guys. Does that mean we're starting hypnosis? You guys want to do it? I think we should. You got to take your shirt off now, Marcus. And honestly, I got to get naked. You got to hit me hypnotized first. Yeah. We could continue to talk about this, guys, but the best way for you to understand what this is is to actually just experience. So, little disclaimer here. Um... What we're about to do is real, okay? What we're about to do is not just some voodoo black magic that only works on certain people. This, If you actually take the time to follow along with what Mike's saying and you actually physically try to experience this, you're going to experience this, which means please do not do this if you're driving a car, operating yes. equipment, flying a plane. If you are in any situation where you need to be coherent or very alert, do not listen any further. I'm going to give you a second to like really digest that because if you're driving in your car, there's a chance that you might be like, ah, it's not going to work for me. <laughs> I promise you, do not listen to any more of the podcast after this point if you are not sitting down in a place where you can relax. Right, Mike? Yep. And yeah, because we, we want, if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff, stay conscious, people. <laughs> right. It's, it's just, there's no, there's no but, way for you to actually get this experience if you're, if and, you're doing something else. And, and if you've never done it, then you don't know what the effects are going to be. So as far as that goes, I'm going to be fairly vague in general. So we're not going to go too in depth with stuff. We're I'm just going to turn some, the lights off. Hold on. Go for it. I just want some of that dopamine. <laughs> some serotonin or serotonin serotonin Ser- whatever you know what i mean so serendipitous just want some releases just get that serotonin. yeah yeah 
Back? All right. Yeah. All right, guys, we are back. And like I said, one last disclaimer. Don't say I didn't warn you. Please do not attempt to follow along during this hypnosis process. If you are operating machinery, machinery <laughs> that's a tough word to say right now. <laughs> machinery. If you're operating machinery or driving a vehicle or doing anything where you need to be alert of your surroundings, please do not try this. Uh, pause it, take it home, try it later when you're you know, somewhere where you can basically, you have to be in an environment where you're not gonna get disturbed. Like if you're, if you're somewhere where someone's gonna like need your attention, this might not work very well. So please take it seriously because if you don't, then you're never going to really be able to fully experience all the benefits that come along with hypnosis. So yeah, it's all about uh, playing along. Yeah, play along. That's that's basically what it is. So we've got the lights off. We're going to relax and we're just going to, uh, Mike, what are we going for here? Well, what I'm thinking of is uh, just kind of some good uh, relaxation, feel good, maybe help with uh, positive energy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How about we throw out some... Uh, you know, the, the goal from this session would be feel energized, feel, you know, some positive energy, um, feel confident, mm -hmm. you know, basically help build confidence um, and kind of create an overall feeling of optimism. Mm -hmm. So whether somebody, you know, it's night for us right now, we're going to go home and just have that optimistic feeling and sleep like a baby. Or if somebody's just starting their day, it's going to help them have that, you know, extra spring in their step to go out and just have a better day than they've had in a long, long time. Yeah. And if you guys follow along, play along and, and do this, I guarantee you, I promise you, it's going to work. So here we go. We're going to get this started. Uh, in the background, you're going to be hearing some music. That music is called Theta Waves. Basically, Mike, how does that work? Well, it just helps uh, your mind relax and go to a place that's called the Theta State, mm -hmm. which, is, which is just a, a state of relaxation where the body's able to start uh, just letting go and uh, allowing your body and your mind to start going into its natural healing state. I love it. So, Marcus, cue the music, my friend. I think, I, yeah, there it is. Man, that started now, nice. Now, normally when I uh, do hypnotherapy, I don't do any music, uh, but I don't do a ton of suggestion. It's not going to hurt. Nope. And it's, it, it's just to enhance. It's right. something to keep your, your mind a little distracted. Yeah. So that, well, we can go through, and as I start saying things, we're able to get, get some suggestions a little bit more accessible. What kind of target are we shooting for as far as uh, time commitment here? You, you tell me. Maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it shouldn't I, take I, too long. I feel like 10 is probably too short, so in that 15 to 20-minute range is probably a healthy amount. That's that's a, that's a good amount of time for somebody who's doing this on a lunch break who might want to just kind of chill out in their yeah, car. Yeah, so, kind of a power nap type yep, thing. exactly. So take this as an opportunity to get yourself some rest. So we're going to stop talking. We're going to kind of slide away from the mics here and let Mike uh, do his thing. So ladies and gentlemen, I sincerely hope you participate because this will be one of the most enjoyable things you've ever done. All right. So right now, what I'd like everyone to do is to find themselves in a comfortable position. Just lean back. Put your feet on the ground firmly or lie on the ground wherever you're comfortable. And I want you to start to notice your breathing. As you're taking some deep breaths, start drawing in from your diaphragm. As you breathe in, 
Let your stomach rise. And as you exhale, let your stomach fall. And as you're starting to breathe diaphragmically, I want you to start noticing after just a few deep breaths, your body begins to downshift. Start paying attention to your breathing. With every breath that you take in, feel the lungs fill with oxygen. And as you exhale, begin to let all the tension from your body let go. As you breathe in, Feel the oxygen fill your lungs. And as you exhale, let your body sink deeper into relaxation. As you're starting to relax, you might have some thoughts start circling in your mind. Don't judge any thoughts that come to your mind. Just breathe them in and let them go. Take a deep breath in and start feeling the rhythm of your lungs. Begin to feel the beating of your heart. As you breathe in, Let the muscles in your jaw and your neck relax. And as you exhale, let your body sink deeper into relaxation. Feel this wave of relaxation come and go with the breathing and the heartbeat and the rhythm of your body. As you take a deep breath in, pretend and imagine that your head is like a balloon floating on top of your shoulders. And as you breathe in, feel that balloon float up higher. And as you exhale, Let your body sink deeper. With every easy breath that you take, I want you to notice how the thoughts become slower. And how the breathing becomes easier. And as you exhale, continue to incrementally let the body relax. Breathe in. Let the head float higher. Breathe out. Let the muscles in your shoulders and your arms go limp, loose, and heavy. 
Breathe in. Breathe out. And feel the muscles in your chest, in your back. Relax. Take another deep breath in, feeling the oxygen. Fill your lungs. Exhale and feel the muscles in your legs. Relax and let go. Feel how good it feels to just sit here with your eyes closed and breathing. Find that spot when you wake up in the morning where your mind's awake and alert, but your body is so relaxed that you just don't have the energy to open up your eyes. Go to that place and just relax. With every easy breath you take, let that oxygen fill your lungs and be pumped through your entire body restoring, rejuvenating, and revitalizing every cell within your body. With every easy breath you take, allow your body to go through the cycle of taking in and letting go. As you breathe in, let that head float higher and higher. And as you exhale, let your body sink deeper and deeper into relaxation. With every breath that you take, notice that calm, peaceful feeling. And as this calm, peaceful feeling begins to grow. With every breath you breathe in, notice how much easier it is to relax. Let this peaceful, calm feeling begin to guide your thoughts. For as you find this calm, peaceful feeling and you follow the direction it leads and the path that it takes you down, you recognize it is leading you <coughs> to the place you truly want to be. And as you start walking this path, you begin to feel lighter. You begin to feel happier, more focused. 
with this calm, peaceful feeling, you realize that every problem that has been presented to you, you have the answer and the solution. As you begin to let this feeling grow and guide your thoughts, you begin to feel the strength and the light and the true power that it lies within you. Everything that was once a problem is now easily solved. Everything that was aches or pains begin to subside. This is the natural state of our bodies constantly healing themselves, constantly rejuvenating, constantly taking in the fresh and the new, and letting go of the old. Breathe in and feel this calm, peaceful feeling swell. Let it grow. Allow yourself to go down the path where you will find more joy, more peace, and more happiness with every easy breath that you take. Take a note of where you are and how to get here. And know that at any time of your choosing, you can come back here by just closing your eyes and breathing. For this is the natural state of rest and relaxation of health and well-being. Feel the power of this light, calm feeling. Listen to what it's telling you. what it's showing you. See how everything that was difficult becomes lighter and easier. Know that every problem that you have that is yours, you have at least one solution if not multiple solutions.
And if there's a problem that you cannot find an answer to, know the chances are it is not your problem to solve. And you can let it go. And as you let go of the things that are not yours, you're able to find more focus, more strength and energy to handle everything that is given to you. And as you start looking at everything that is given to you, find gratitude for all of the things that you do have and know that as you have gratitude for the things that you do have, you will only continue to have more brought into your life. Find the clarity of thought within this peace. Focus on all of the things that you want. See those things. Feel yourself possessing all of the things that you want. And know that you are capable of doing those things within reason. Begin to feel your body become rejuvenated and restored and energized. Feel your thoughts become more focused. See the path that you were on. Acknowledge the path that has brought you there. And feel the strength within you for overcoming everything that you already have. And know and trust within yourself to be able to deal and handle all of the challenges that life can and will throw at you. Remember who you are. Take a moment and allow yourself to be still and be in this moment. finding solutions, finding strength, being able to overcome all the adversity.
notice how answers come quickly in this state. Take a few more deep diaphragmic breaths at this point and make a memory of how to get here to close your eyes and breathe and be letting go of everything but this moment I'm now going to begin to count from one to five. One, remember this feeling. Two, let it guide you. Three, become more aware of your body again. Four, And five, you can open up your eyes when you're ready. Good morning. <laughs> that was awesome. Good morning, buddy. <laughs> wow. All right, Mike. Uh, wow. I had to do. Well, I did that at lunch earlier with one of those just pre-recorded ones on YouTube, and it get you know earlier I had the opportunity to like lay down. I, I have like a dark place in my office. I have a cushion. Everything's like super comfortable. So that's an opportunity to like really zone out. So I was reluctant to think that I because I'm a type of person I'm a lot like Marcus where like I got to be really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure if it was gonna gonna work sitting in this chair, but man. It got there, and I like the whole time I was like, oh, shoot, it's not working. It's not working. It's not because I'm aware of how it feels. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like right towards the end there, I was like, oh, there it is. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I was aware of it, but I didn't have to do anything about it. So I think I heard you snoring maybe, Kenny. No? No, I wasn't snoring, I don't think. You were breathing pretty heavy. (laughs) Yeah, I was for sure. (laughs) That's the thing is that what I've learned is the more you get into hypnosis, the more you focus on it and learn that you can become more comfortable with it. I went out way faster than that because I've never been hypnotized in a chair. So I wasn't very uh yeah having the I, didn't, position I didn't think it would work right. but how long did it take me before i went under you uh i'm, I'm guessing probably about four or five minutes yeah, yeah it was pretty quick that's what it felt like but marcus poor marcus's legs marcus and, yeah he was <laughs> marcus he's is too dang tall he's currently standing up yeah uh trying to like shake off a couple dead legs so we and, hypnotized most of his body just not his brain and and again just, <laughs> just because you didn't go deep doesn't mean that you weren't hypnotized right and, and you may not even know. Well, and that, most people don't know that they're hypnotized. Uh, and that's one of the things with, with uh, stage hypnotists. Uh, I've had a lot of people come, why, I can't be hypnotized. Well, why not? Because the stage hypnotist told, told me so. Well, that's kind of, they're out because you're not following their suggestions. So they're not going to go and insult you for coming to their show. They're going to say, oh, you know, you're too smart. I can't hypnotize you. You're one of those people. If, if there's something that's affecting your emotions, you're hypnotized. I think the listeners, I, I actually genuinely, I mean, obviously you can't respond to us right now, but I'm curious. I want you to think about what you just experienced. I want you to think like, 
think back to the feelings that you just had, because maybe if you're thinking and you're expecting something like crazy, uh, yeah, it's you, nothing it's, like that. It's not that. It was the, these are going to be very subtle feelings. And think about how you feel right now. Do you feel like you just woke up from like a good night's sleep? That's kind of how how mm-hmm. I can tell if it worked or not. Because you know, fifteen to twenty minutes is never enough for me to like fully shut down and like I got a lot of things going on in my head at any well, time. Well, and we just need to teach you. It's 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 like a muscle, right? right? It's just an exercise. But that was enough time. I mean, yeah. for me, that was enough for me to be like, okay, yep, I got it. It worked. And so, if you're listening to this and you feel like you're refreshed and a little bit rejuvenated and you feel like that was like beneficial to your health, know that that is like some form of hypnosis, whether it be an early stage or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just make sure that if you do this again, I would recommend going back and listening to this track uh, multiple times. In fact, if it's something you want to take seriously and you really want to reap all the benefits from it, do this every day. And this is obviously the checklist item number one today. Train yourself to be hypnotized. You have to start to like, if you're somebody who's difficult to be hypnotized, Marcus, I want to see you do this because I know that you... Uh, I'm going to go home and do this in my bed with yeah, like a nice you pillow. Have to allow it, yeah. yeah. Maybe like a warming blanket or something. Dude, just find somewhere where you can just be super comfortable. If your legs and stuff... Like, I can't have my body... Like, when I started, my, my belly was touching the table when I was breathing. I had to like push myself back. And so if anything is distracting me, it turns into like a huge distraction. Yeah. Uh, uh, just tiny. as you need to. Yep. And imagine both your arms going numb, <laughs> legs start to go numb. I'm like, I'm really trying well, here. I'm trying. See, was and with Marcus, uh, you're, you're just so auditory. You know what types of music are going to set what mood for you. That's a state of hypnosis. You go and choose. Here's what I'm going to listen to to get me this feeling. So you allow yourself to be hypnotized with those different types of music. And that's the ones that you allow in. And then there's other ones that you, you don't allow. So it's what it's, it happens all the time to all of us. It's just, we don't realize it. Yeah. I just, it just barely clicked with me that, you know, meditation is is, like training yourself to self, you know, hypnosis. I mean, it is when I'm able to meditate, you know, as, as focused as you can in silence, that's a different meditation for me. And sometimes I do guided meditation. And so this is, it felt very similar, but I yeah. was in a more, uh, it was a different state for me. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's kind of like, um, so you, when you're doing self-hypnosis or, you know, self-meditation or guided meditations or somebody else is taking you through, it's kind of like massage, right? You can go and massage yourself or you can have somebody else massage you. I like that. Right. So of course, coming from a massage therapist, right? But because yeah, I can, I can work a, a lot of the trigger points out on myself, but having somebody else come in, that's a different feel. Do mm. you think there's an energy there? There is. Do other people have a, like a, I'm talking like an actual physical energy when somebody else touches you? I, oh yeah, we're all connected. Yeah. Like a voltage. I'm talking there. Yes. I, in my opinion, yes, there is. Because, I'll, I'll do energy work too. Yeah. Because I can tickle myself but, yeah. like on the arm, like where my wife tickles me if I'm sitting yeah. at church. I, I don't feel anything. Like right now I'm doing it. But if yeah. my wife does that, it's like, bam. Like, well, I, okay. I love that feeling. Like, like put your hand out. Yep. Right. So feel your hand. Yeah. Now start seeing if you can feel like what yeah, right there, right there. I feel like a heat. Yep. He's bringing his hand closer to his hand. So I've got my hand flat on the table yeah. and, uh, where Mike wasn't close to me right about in there, it starts there. to go away. So as he, as he gets about three inches, his palm from my palm, right. I start to feel like this and maybe it's your, it could be the heat or maybe, I, but I our bodies are the same is. temperature. So it shouldn't yeah. really necessarily feel yeah. 
like there's, I feel it. I mean, there's, there's an energy there. So that is one beautiful thing about, and it could be an expectation. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care how you define it. Right. I mean, uh, as long as you can feel it, if you can feel it, that's what makes a difference. So guys, as you're listening to this, uh, like I said, to some of you, this may be like super foreign. It may sound just totally crazy and off the wall, but it's really not. Like if you really take the time to really consider what's happening here, you'll realize that it's nothing out of the ordinary. It's all stuff that we naturally do. We just don't do enough of it. When you sleep, that's a form of kind of, you know, going into the same brain state where you're shutting things down and allowing your subconscious to kind of like maintain and take over a little bit. This is basically just being, it's, it's kind of like a, best way to put it for me is it's really super concentrated sleep. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, 30 minute hypnosis to me is, is the equivalent of like two or three hours worth of sleep because yeah. it allows me to like shut down systems that don't need to be functioning and let some of the stuff in the background come to the forefront and, and do what I need it to do. Meaning remind me of things that maybe I, I forgot yeah. remind me of feelings and uh, feel ways that I haven't felt for a while. And those are healthy things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I encourage every single one of you to maybe, maybe the track that we just did with Mike doesn't work for your particular, uh, whatever your, your attitude or your personality is. I don't see why it wouldn't, but for, for, for some reason it doesn't just go to YouTube and type in hypnosis for whatever yeah. hypnosis for sleep, hypnosis for confidence, hypnosis for success, hypnosis for um, to stop smoking. Everything is already out there. Just try it. And don't just try it once because I think I tried it once and it didn't work. And I was like, nah, I don't know if this works. But I did. I, you know, went back and gave it a couple shots and it works every single time. And it's a it, it, it's a very, 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 very valuable uh, powerful tool. In fact, it is my most powerful tool that I have to like get through a day, to be honest with you. Like it is the number one thing that I can do to like hit that reset button and kind of get re-energized, re-motivated and back on track because I'll have days. And I think every high performing individual has this by noon. So many things have hit me from so many different angles and I'm dealing with so much and I'm, you know, rather than juggling three balls, I've got 10 balls in the air. Yes. And I just need to like stop, rethink what's happening and allow myself to like uh, kind of go back and start from scratch. And this is the only way I've ever found that I'm able to do that with my day. And dude, it saves me from having unproductive days because there are times where by around noon, I feel like oh, this, is, this day has gone to shit already. I might as well just write it off. Well, that's, that's one of the ways the subconscious <laughs> mind works too is another rule of the, the mind says the greater the conscious effort, the less the subconscious response, huh. right? So your, your, your mind's like water. You go and you can place your hand in a body of water. The water will surround you, accept you, and let you in and will even support you, right? But if you slap that water, the water's going to slap back. Mm, yeah. So the harder you're trying to force yourself to do something, the more resistance you're creating against yourself that doesn't need to be there. That's a really interesting way to put it. Um, so Mike, what other things can, I think we've obviously probably taken the listeners, a lot of people to a place where they've never been tonight, which I love. That's the purpose of this podcast. And I feel like this is probably, honestly, going to be one of our most popular podcasts ever just because... <laughs> the feeling that people are going to have when this works, when they actually are like, Holy shit, I just got hypnotized. Yeah. And it may take a, like I said, one, two or 10 times. Listening yeah, to this. Some people are more natural at it. Some people take a little more work, but they're going to realize that this is a very powerful tool. So 
what types of things can people remedy with hypnosis? You know what? Uh, the most powerful tool I've noticed is uh, self-talk. Really, uh, as far as self-talk, anything you say to or about yourself, the subconscious mind doesn't take things as jokes. It takes things literally, and right. it takes things image-based. And so watch what you're saying, directing yourself to what you want. Let's, let's go off of just a, a quick little thing. When you, when you go and start talking about, say you have somebody who wants to go lose weight, when you're deciding what you're going to be eating, do you say to yourself, what am I in the mood to eat? What do I feel like eating? Or do you say, what's the best thing for me to be eating? What is my body going to get out of this? Yeah. <clears throat> what's, two of those are going to take you directly into emotional choice. The other one's going to take you more into a logical choice, a goal-oriented one. It sounds like semantics, but it's a slight difference with, that's going to direct you to different things. Here's, so, <laughs> this is what I love about this podcast. I can see Marcus right now. He probably represents, well, I don't know, 50, 60, 70% of the listeners who maybe are feeling like it didn't work. Like, what, what's next? So I want to know what's going through your head, Marcus. Yeah, what are you processing? Uh, I don't know. What do you think about all this? Uh, it didn't work for me. Do you think it could work? I'm going to try it again. I'm definitely going to give it a fair shot. You have never felt what it feels like to be hypnotized because you've never obviously done it yet. So what are your expectations? I don't know. Cause I, I don't know what I need help with. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is I like, I'm a, I'm in a great, happy place. Yeah, that's you the know? best part. It's not about just help. Yeah. Why did you, why did you uh, presume that it meant that you needed help with something? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it was like going to a happy place and I'm in a happy place. Yeah. So you didn't want so to, so you were already happy there place. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in a great happy place. And, and that's the thing you, we were, you were already where we were trying to get everybody to, right? Uh, the other thing is what works for one person doesn't work for everybody. That's where I have to work individually with people and I have to see what sticks with somebody versus what doesn't work. There's something that, uh, Dennis Parker calls the ready, fire, aim, we just throw something out if you accept it or if you reject it. That's the number one thing I do is I see what suggestions are people accepting and which ones are they rejecting. Well, and the other thing too is while I'm sitting there listening to all that, my mind's like racing and thinking mm-hmm. about things. Like I'm like, okay, breathe, breathe, breathe. All right, when I go home, I'm going to work on my motorcycle. Okay, yeah. okay, breathe, breathe. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 focus. Okay, yeah. oh, shoot, my arm, man. My arm's going a little bit numb right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so I found myself just like trailing off. And, and if the body's I mean? not comfortable, it makes it a lot more difficult uh, the other thing is with you is I would go off of whatever thoughts that you were going off of. You, we could probably get you very easily into a state of visualizing your motorcycle, having yeah. some music in the background. That's something that you're more familiar with. Right. So what I did was more generic with, you know, a group. But uh, when, I, when I'm working with somebody more one-on-one, I work with what starts working with that person. There's lots of different techniques to do that. Yeah, you know what reminded me of that? He said, uh, what, what did you say? Focus on the rhythm of your heart. Mm-hmm. The first time I got hypnotized, um, and this is crazy, but he said, focus on the rhythm of your speed bag. And yeah. so then in my mind, I, was, I heard it. Yeah, because the person knew me and I trust him. And so he was able to use tools that kind of applied more to me. And it just made total sense. But there's also a confusion technique because he was saying, I didn't know it was, but he would say like, <laughs> go deeper, you know, deeper. And at the same time he was saying, you know, like what Mike was saying, 
your head's being lifted up. And I'm like, wait, am I going up or down? Uh, but that's on purpose, right? Yep. We're actually going to kind of have the two different minds separate. So we're trying to have the conscious mind shut off so the subconscious mind can take over and do its thing. I think you find after you've done this a couple of times that one like key trigger that you can like hang your hat on. The one I was listening to earlier today at lunch, he was saying a bunch of things like breathe and focus your breath. And I was like, like you, my mind was all over the place, especially it was midday. Like I was, dude, I was mid task uh, and mid problem and mid conversation with a ton of different people. So I'm like trying to shut down. And he said one thing that was like, it got me. He's like, notice how your chest rises and falls naturally when you're breathing. And I was like, wait a minute. And so I started to like focus on that. Like, holy shit, I'm not, I'm not trying to breathe. You're breathing. I'm not having to focus on yep. that. It's not a muscle that I'm flexing. It's like my body's just doing that it's on its an own. Automatic and it thing. tripped me out. And I started to like really pay attention to it. I like looked down at my chest. I'm like, that's a weird thing. Yeah. It was enough of it was enough of a distraction for me to be like, bam, gone. And yeah. I was out. Yeah. So you gotta find that one thing that like you're able to like focus on to keep your thoughts from having to go like mm-hmm. too far. I mean, focusing on stuff that you like, your motorcycle, I think that's fine. But if you're focusing on things like, man, what's traffic going to be like, or you know that kind of stuff, I feel like that is going to be a huge distraction and keep you from getting to the point where you need to be. Yep. Well, and uh, one of the other points when it comes to relaxing, the first thing we want to do is get people to relax. And one of the best ways to do that is to get people to breathe from their diaphragm. Upper chest breathing is fight or flight breathing, stress breathing. Right. That's, that's a good breathing. rule in general. In yeah. fact... I like that so much that I'm going to add that to um, checklist. That's checklist item number two tonight. Learn how to breathe from your stomach. So it takes a while. It takes like some serious focus and some concentration. But the best advice I ever heard was somebody like walked me through and said, okay, focus on where your breath is coming from. And I'd breathe. And I'd look and it was like my chest. It's mm-hmm. like, no, deeper. And I'd look and it was like top of my stomach. No, deeper. And I'd look until finally like, my breath was starting as my belly button was going out mm-hmm. and it would move up. And then I found that point and then they said, okay, now do that for the rest of your life. I think it was in uh, uh, How to Make People Like 90 Seconds or Less. Yeah, because he talked about how it can affect what you're saying. And so if people are nervous or anxious. Yeah, you, t- you start talking like this and you start like out of your top yeah. of your chest and it becomes like a high pitch like, yep. but and that there's confusion, down, right? Because you don't know if they're coming off mad or what and it can be confusing but if you're breathing from your stomach. It can be calm and confident, but that is one of the hardest things for me is that you, when I do get stressed out, I start breathing from my chest. Yeah, everybody my, does. My breath gets shorter and then it causes kind of more stress. But then I remember somebody, it's so funny what each of us hear that affects us differently. You may have been doing, you know, telling me this, Mike, but the picturing my stomach going up and down, but that the breath, the actual air is coming in and out of your belly button. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that visual made sense to me. But I was able to breathe better yeah. that way. One thing that I did, I think I told you guys this before, my fourth grade teacher used to have us meditate oh, yeah. in class. And one way that she got all the kids to focus on our breathing was she would tell us to picture our in-breath was red and our out-breath was blue. No. In-breath was blue, out was red because it was hot. So as it came in, it was cool, out, red. And so I would just picture that color. I'd go red, blue, red, blue, red, blue as I'd breathe. And that was enough of a distraction for me to be like, mm-hmm. well, there I am. You know what I thought was interesting is you talked about doing your backflip and that you don't listen to like pump up jazz music because yeah. that's fight or flight, right? Right. Said so you put your, yourself in a state of awareness and you already had visualized accomplishing that task, you know, doing the backflip. So you went out there breathing calmly. 
you're able to react properly, not out of fear or, you know, fight or flight. And I, I, you look at the circumstance, you look at the outcome and it's the outcome you were looking for. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, um, back to driving, uh, one thing I've started recently doing that has really tremendously helped me is I wear earplugs in my truck. I'm talking like full blown, like block my block every ounce of sound I possibly can, which is kind of counterintuitive because most guys want to be able to hear the truck, what it's doing. And you also want to be able to hear your you know crew chief on the radio telling you like, do this, dude, don't do that. I've had the best runs I've ever had by wearing head like earplugs in my headphones, in my helmet. So I don't want to hear the scream of the truck, the scream of the crowd. I just want to be in my own little place because it allows me to control my thoughts so much like easier. Like I'm able to focus on what my next move is going to be and not get as easily distracted. And I think for, for those of you who feel like you may have like a titch of ADD, like I do, that's tremendously helpful, which is why I put my ear, my AirPods in like first thing in the morning. And when I start my morning, in fact, there's gonna be another checklist item guys. Uh, we told you to listen to brain.fm before, um, if you're not doing that, obviously go do that. Or an alternative to that is find uh, some sort. I like classical music. Like I, I think I told you guys that. You can go to Spotify and, and type in classical, and it'll give you like nine different genres of classical. It can give you like upbeat classical. It can give you morning classical. It can give you evening classical. It can give you wind down classical. And it actually, I'm not the type of guy that you'd find me like jamming out the classical, but there's a certain time in the morning where I have to be able to do that because it allows me to like, it's the type of music that doesn't distract me and doesn't get me thinking about other things. It allows me to focus, like laser focus on what I need to do. So again, I'm going to reemphasize, make sure that you're starting your day with I, I'm this. I'm going to be bold enough to say, don't go listen to like rock or hip hop or whatever it is. If you're going to the gym, sure, go ahead, do your thing, but get yourself in a state of mind where you can listen to like some sort of, uh, even like those theta waves that we were just listening mm-hmm. to. That kind of stuff is tremendously helpful because it can just be playing in the background while you're doing your your, your you know your stuff. And if it's so obnoxious to you that you can barely handle it, do it for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and you'll start to see that it makes a difference. And this is playing in the background. I can see a guy like you, Marcus, where you're very auditory. It's probably going to be a little obnoxious to have that stuff playing, but. Dude, it makes such a big difference, and it just has to be something that's uplifting. So, calming music, or how would you put it? Non-distractive, non-distractive, influencing you emotionally in a positive way, but to not take away from your thoughts. So, does you feel like it puts you in a a creative mindset? For sure, it's the only way I can be creative. I I catch myself listening to hip hop and stuff, and it'll come from the gym. And I put my, uh, you know, earphones in, in my truck cause I'm driving to work. And if mm-hmm. I keep the hip hop in, I get to the office and I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I don't like, you just realize like these You're little for things, your dude. Yeah. I have no idea what I was, what I was going to do with my day because I was in this total different state of mind. Like you can, it's so funny. We can trick ourselves so easily, but we, very few people take advantage of it, of the ability to like trick your brain into thinking or feeling something that you actually is going to benefit you. Well, and consciously direct ourselves. Right. Um, I was going to play a couple. I remember I told my wife, I, you know, I kind of told her, look, this is a remote to my brain or how you want to best, you know, operate me. If I come home and you say, you know, you don't like it when the garbage isn't taken out or whatever, all I'm hearing is like a negative thing. But she says, look, I love it when the garbage gets taken out. I'm like, done. I'm the best garbage taker out or ever. I'll do it every day. Makes her happy. She loves it when I do it. I can do that. I'm good at it. Right. Uh, but then if there's like, just like, I hate it when the garbage isn't taken out. 
And I'm like, oh, she's just telling me what she doesn't like. Yeah. You know? So it's funny because you can trick yourself and you can give people the power to trick you. Well, and, and be careful how you preface things. I mean, a lot of times the way we preface things can make it more difficult to get people to do things. I think we were talking about uh, this the other day is if you really want to get people to do something for you, don't preface it with, could you? Because your subconscious mind automatically takes that as a hypothetical situation. Well, yeah, I could. Right. Do you mind? Do you mind? Would you? Will you? Be a little more assertive, a little more direct instead of, you know, pussyfooting around and... And right. So hmm. I'm going to give you, Marcus is hooking my phone to the Bluetooth right now. I'm going to give you guys a few different examples um, to what I'm talking about so that you guys know exactly what I mean when I say this type of music, because this should not be something that you normally listen to. Okay. So we got this, uh, this one right here is brain.fm. This is the, the one that I told you to download before. Again, this is not a sponsored deal. This is not something that I have with them. It's just something that's always worked for me. So they have, when I go to the homepage, it says, um, what do you, what kind of mental state do I want to be in? Focus, meditate, sleep, recharge, or relax in the morning. I want to focus. So I hit this right here. And it's pretty much this for an hour and you can, you can, you can t- turn it way down. So it's not distracting. Um, it may not be obviously your, your ideal type of music, but if you just let it play in the background, you will be blown away at what kind of things you can get done because the music is no longer distracting you. It's amplifying all you're trying to do. So everything you're trying to do just becomes more powerful because you're allowing that to play in the background. I don't know how or why that works. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor or scientist, but it freaking works. Let me show you another uh, example here of... That one's still playing. Let's see. Give me one second. How important is it that you have an intent, though, as you begin to listen yeah, to it? it because the you vibration. have to allow it to. Yeah. Because you, you can reject that just like anything else, too. If you have an intent, the music, the vibration, the tones, the you know, frequency can amplify that. And yeah. so if you're, if you're in a good state or you're thinking of you know, healthy things or things you want to accomplish... It can amplify that. Yeah. Let's try this. Uh, Antonio Vivaldi, big time. I love classical music. This is another one that I allow to play. This is like my jam right here. When I think of like focus music, this is this is it for me. I'm telling you, dude, this was my ringtone for a I while. can imagine the people like who are listening to this are like, what the fuck? Exactly. What a, what, <laughs> yeah. what a freaking is this? Coop. Is this heavy D? I know. Dude, isn't he like playing like some like 80s rock and fist pumping? There's yeah. a time and place for that. That's what people don't leave that just kind of playing uh, low in the background. And you'll realize that it's not a distraction. Dude, um, I used to be, I used to listen to Bach, Beethoven, and stuff like that more. This just brought me back to, I do love that stuff. It's just, it's just so like, like playful and so like, uh, so energetic. It just creates this little vibe that you just didn't even realize you could have. When you play your typical rock or rap or whatever it is, it doesn't have that same, that same, like there's a time and place. Like I said, you want to get pumped up, go listen to your favorite pump up song. But this is the kind of stuff where if you need to focus and have a productive day, guys, I'm telling you, don't take this lightly. This is one of the best tips I'll ever give you. Plug this in, let it play in the background. And even if you just start at 10 minutes a day, work up from there. 
get to an hour a day, get to your whole morning. I got to the point where I would not allow myself to listen to anything other than productive music is what I call it before noon. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't freaking allow it because it, it's that powerful. I would catch myself like feeling like so much better and so much more productive. So I, I think you guys should do it. Marcus, I want to see you do it because I know that you're a music guy and this is going to be like a challenge for you and you don't have to go before noon, but give yourself an hour. Give yourself 30 minutes. I'm going to try it right in the morning. You should, dude. And I'll send you that, that brain.fm one. And it's going to be one of those things where do not plug it in for the music experience that you're used to. Don't go to do it like you're listening to music. Just let it be background noise. So what you're trying to say is I'm not going to get into like a mosh pit or anything. You are not going to get into a mosh pit unless, mm. uh, well, classical music mosh pit could be kind of cool. <laughs> um, Remix. Classic mosh. So for all the listeners, guys, um, some of this may be very foreign, like I said, but this is all stuff that is going to change your life. There's just no way, there's no way to like avoid the changes that come from this, and they're going to be big, positive, healthy things. So, Mike, with that said, we've covered uh, some cool stuff tonight. Is there anything else that you want to bestow upon our listeners? Oh, let's see. We, we, we went over a lot. And we're going to have Let's. Mike back. <laughs> we're going to have Mike back because Mike's going to talk some fitness, um, some nutrition stuff, some health stuff as far as like how to help with sore, achy muscles. Just you got some good advice. You know, the, the uh, when if you're finding yourself double-minded, okay, where consciously you know one thing's true, but subconsciously you feel something else, right? So somebody can tell you you're stupid. Somebody can give you something negative. Consciously, you know you're not stupid. Subconsciously, you can feel stupid, right? Right. The last thing you tell yourself is the last thing you're going to direct yourself to. So if you're going back and forth and back and forth, end with what you want. How do you end with what you want? So instead of saying, let's see, I know I shouldn't eat this, but it tastes so good, right? Right. Say, although this tastes really good. I shouldn't eat this. I'm not going to eat it. Ah, I see. I'm not going to. Be more, more assertive with your with your self self. Yeah, and with others. Like Here's that. what I'm going to do. Get rid of try. <laughs> right? You pick your hand up, you put your hand down, right? You pick your hand up, you try to put it down and stay stuck there. To me, that's kind of the definition of confidence. Yeah. When somebody tells me, like, here's my plan, here's what I'm gonna do, I'm like, all right, I'm all ears. Yeah. You tell me what your plan is. Well, and, and I love that. I love it when we tell each other each other's plans. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It really is. Well, it's because like if you're if I'm bold enough to tell you my plan, yep. it means I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. And when somebody's gonna do something to and they're determined to do it and they're committed right. to do it, that's a powerful thing. And that's like sometimes we're one of those things where I just want to like it's, in fact, here's a good example. Marcus, um, when we were getting ready to set up for the uh, academy down in Vegas. I was kind of like questioning like, hey, like, are we good for the audio, the stage, everything like that? Are you like nervous? He's like, I got this. He just flat out told yeah. me, he's like, I got this. I, I'm good. And I'm like, okay. I didn't even think twice about it. I, like, I honestly did not think twice about it. And it was a big event. It was a big ordeal. He killed it. Got down there and it was just like so freaking dialed. It's like, okay, he, he, he was right. Yeah. I bought a surfboard. 
What do you mean? I took it way off topic right now, but you know, you said you're going to do something. You say you can do it. I got nice. a surfboard that's coming tomorrow on a freight Is it truck. Like Twelve feet it's, long. It's a seven six Firewire Advance board, and I, I I saw one of my buddies like posting about surf trips. He was going down from St. George to California surfing, and I'm like, I'm going to surf. So I just put it out there so everybody knows. I got a surfboard showing up tomorrow, um, and li- I'm going to start live, surfing. We, we live in Utah. And there's no waves. Yeah. So. yeah. First trip. March 30th, I'm going down. Is this on your dream board? That's awesome, dude. Uh, it's in my, it'll be in my garage tomorrow. We'll I see. Love it. One, one other thing to add to that is what are you going to do? And then when are you going to do it? That's March 30th. Thing. Because right. yeah, if, if you don't go and put a date, yep. the subconscious mind doesn't know when to hit enter. doesn't know when to execute. Right. So it's kind of floating around yep. out there. And it's always going to be in the future tense as far as your subconscious mind's concerned. Yep. And the bigger the goal, the harder it is to put that, you know, beginning date, beginning date. Yeah. You want to have everything ready. Sometimes it's like, I'm not ready, but I'm starting now. Yeah. Launch today. Right. What's the step? And then give yourself credit for the step. Give yourself credit for the little things. Oh, I like that a lot. When like people that. give you compliments, accept compliments. That's something that I've, I've had to work on. It, I think it's difficult to you guys for, you know, the compliments that you guys gave me. It's not natural for me. And so I had to learn how to accept compliments. And what I realized was whenever somebody's giving you a compliment, even if they're trying to kiss up to you, Yes, they're trying to be nice, but they're saying something based off something that they noticed. So every compliment is based off of a truth. So accept compliments. Allow yourself to be built up instead of just be torn down. You know what? That's right. I was having a conversation with um, actually a fellow monster truck driver. And you might think like, oh, monster truck drivers, these guys, what can you learn from them? It's actually one of the current driver's dads. So this guy's retired. He doesn't drive anymore. Greatest guy in the world. Just the nicest guy like I've, I've talked to in a long time. And we're having a conversation and... I was saying, man, you know, your son, Ryan, uh, he drives a Saigon shaker truck. I'm like, he's such, such a sharp kid. Like he's really well put together, drives the truck well. And, uh, his dad, Rick said, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. And then, I, then I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. I gave him another compliment because I was just talking to him and he kept on saying, thank you. Thank you. Like he would acknowledge the compliment. Yeah. Thank me for it. And help me realize that he was, willing he was to accepting it. it. Yeah. He was accepting it. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, how often are we in a position where we're just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like we don't know how to like sarcasm. I, yeah. Yeah. So you do, you turn it into sarcasm yeah, or my big you pretend like you just kind of ignore it mm-hmm. or you just like, I, I struggled with this for a long time, especially being a high profile person. When I go out places, people are like, dude, I love your show. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Diesel Dave taught me a lot about how to, how to respond to those people. Dave will say, really? Thanks for watching. How do you like it? And the, the person would be like, they just made like made that person's day. So while they were giving him a compliment, he may, he's able to like amplify it. And nobody's ever taught Dave yeah. this. He's just a naturally really good person. And he just, bam, flips it around, amplifies it. And now that person feels 10 times better because they made him feel good and now they feel good. It's weird how that happens because I'd, I'd been given compliments here and there. Um, and when people would do it, especially in work settings, <clears throat> I'd kind of try to downplay it like, oh, well, you know, uh, we're getting there. Or I'd say something. Yeah, I, I do what I can. Yeah. I and then so then someone finally said to me bold enough, they said, it's like somebody handed you a gift, a present. You opened it up and you were like, I kind of like it. It's, right. I mean, it's all right. Not my favorite color, but. And you would never anyways. do that. No. But I mean, if someone's handing me a gift, I'd be like, thank you so much. Like that was so thoughtful. Dude, I mean, but that's what I should do. Think about some of the compliment. most meaningful conversations you've ever had with somebody. It's somebody who knows how to accept what you're giving them and make you feel damn good about it. Yep. Rather than saying, like you said, oh, you know, whatever, like, thanks, I'm trying, or it's not a big deal. No, 
accept it, play it up. Like, because not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping the person, like sometimes somebody giving you a compliment is a way to build themselves up because they're practicing, you know, and they're They're adding value. Yeah. And they're exercising something that they may be trying to like, you know, emulate you. Whatever. If 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 they're giving you a compliment. And that humility too. Right. I love that. That is actually, yeah, that's a big takeaway for me. Accepting the gifts others give you, whether it's a thank you, no matter what it is, with the pure intent, like, thank you so much for that. Like, yeah, that, I really appreciate that. Let it in. It feels completely different than when you're just writing it off. Dude, I love that. that I love how these podcasts ultimately, th- this is why we don't really roadmap the evenings when we sit down to talk. I don't say, hey, here's our talking points. I say, here's the topic. Let's see where it goes. And we always end up in a spot like this where it's like, man, I needed to hear that. Exactly. And I think that's why the listeners love it and they rate it and they share it. And, and, and so many people are responding to this and it's growing so quickly because it's real. It's not planned out. You guys, we're not looking at some, like none of us have a folder except for Marcus and he's only taking notes. Um, in fact, you have notes. Do you have the checklist items that we've been talking about? I missed one, but number two is learn how to breathe from your stomach. And number three, which I didn't know exactly how to word, but was find like a calming music for the morning to start your day. Right. What was number one? I'll have to go back and figure out what that was. It was it have something to do with hypnosis. It might have been. Listening to the, the hypnosis. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it was. Number one uh, on the checklist. And guys, you can correct us if we're wrong. Um, and maybe Marcus will go back and re-record this if he listens to it. But here's what the checklist I'm going to give you. Um, number one, find some form of hypnosis, whether it be on YouTube or I strongly suggest you listen to this track that we did with Mike multiple times and give it a real genuine shot. Give yourself an opportunity. And if it doesn't work the first time, think about what distractions were there and get rid of them. Get more comfortable. Well, and, and do a self-awareness check first. Where are you at when you first start? Where are you at after? If there's a shift, it's something's happened. Even if there's right? a minor yeah. shift in how you feel, like that something's working. So do that. Yeah. Number two, learn how to breathe from as low in your abdomen as possible. You're talking like you want your belly button to be the first thing to move when you breathe. And then just all the way up to your chest. That is healthy breathing. And that's the breathing of a confident person. Um, number three, where were we? Calming music. Number three, again, we've already given you this one before, but I'm telling you again, because it's important. Either go download brain.fm again, not a sponsor's post or find, uh, Antonio Vivaldi. He's a, you know, classical composer or Beethoven or Mozart or any of this stuff that is just going to be energetic, um, happy, positive music that you can play in the background and do it for at least the first 30 minutes of your day. If you can get to the point where you do it all before noon and you don't listen to anything else, I promise you it is going to change your life. Like change your freaking life. It's going to change your career. It's going to change your family life. It's going to change your relationships and it's going to make you a better person all around. So do it like absolutely 100%. Do not hesitate to make that change. Number four. Do we have number four? That was it. One, two, three. No, number four was learn how to accept a compliment. Oh yeah. Yeah. So next time somebody gives you a compliment, embrace the living shit out of it. I'm talking like, look that person in the eyes and say, thank you very much. Like treat it like they just like whittled you a tiny boat that (laughs) took them like six months, you know, like they put their heart and soul. I know know what you're getting for Christmas, but that's right. (laughs) Another one. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, you do that. It changes how you feel. Yeah. And you just let all this in. And so how many people feel just like garbage because they're only letting in the garbage. Well, it just and makes you feel valuable yeah. because 
somebody's trying to build value with you, yeah. but normally we don't let them. Yeah. And so what it's going to do is a couple things. It's going to make you legitimately feel more valuable because you're going to take what they're saying more sincerely. And it's going to help your relationship with that person because yep. they're going to feel like, damn, I did just make him feel good. And you're going to think that person did just make me feel good. I want more of them in my life. Well, and you're rewarding positivity with positivity. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, the third most basic part of that is it's just going to help your social skills. Like, so many people go out these days and don't know how to have a conversation because they don't know how to do simple things like accept a compliment. Just do it. Even if all it does is help you with your social skills. If you're having a hard time dating, you're having a hard time getting a girl to like you, make these small little changes. I know there's a lot of single dudes listening to this that were like, oh man, this is simple stuff. But once you start implementing these, these simple little things, people are going to want to be around you much, much more. Yeah. It attracts others around you and like-minded people. Absolutely. So there we have it, guys. Uh, oh, you forgot number five. Go buy a surfboard. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm actually going to, I am going to do that. Number five, set a date and go do something you've wanted to do. Marcus gave us a great example. He bought a surfboard and now March 30th, he's going surfing come hell or high water. He's going to go surfing. And I guarantee you, we're going to hear all about how much he loves surfing now. It's going to be all over social media because the dude does not do anything half-assed. So set a date on something that you're going to do. I'll, I'll give you guys a commitment right now. I'm going to go to Ireland in June. I've been, been you know, um, Andy Frizzella and the muscle and a couple of other guys been trying to get me to go. And I've kind of been on the fans. Cause I'm like, it's so busy. I'm just going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm committing to it. Right. Motorcycle now. trip, motorcycle trip in Ireland. You want to go? Let's go deal. So, um, set a date to something, whether it be big or small and commit to it and, uh, shoot us a message, shoot us a DM or whatever, and let us know what it is that you're committing to or any of these other items on the checklist that you're doing, because, the more you tell us and you give us feedback on how you're responding and how this stuff is changing your life, it gives us a good idea of what we should talk about you know, more of and what types of things we can like share from our own personal archives, which we have a lot of experience here at this table. We can give you more of that. So once we know what it is that you're responding well to, you're damn right we're going to give you more of it. We're so, going to build on it. Yep. So with that said, guys, thank you so much. And all you can do to repay us is take this podcast, first of all, subscribe to it, and leave us a rating or a review and then share it with somebody. And if they're not already, follow us on Instagram at Heavy Checklist. Yep, at Heavy Checklist on Instagram. Um, and then any podcast pat, uh, platform you can obviously type in. I know a lot of people think, well, I don't have iTunes. Where do I get it? Just type in Heavy Checklist on any audio platform and it's going to pop up. So thank you for the support and uh, we'll see you guys next time.